On this episode, learn which seven problems could be causing your marketing efforts to fail and how to avoid them. Are you ready to discover the specific growth marketing tactics that will help you generate more traffic, leads, and sales? That's what Learn Growth Marketing is all about. In 20 minutes or less, you'll stay informed on what's trending and how to leverage it today with actionable marketing insights that keep you ahead of the curve in a constantly changing digital landscape. So, whether you're starting a business, scaling a business, or helping your clients get better results, it's time to sit back, relax, and become the smartest marketer in the room. Hello and welcome to another episode of Learn Growth Marketing. I'm your host, Nicholas Scalise, and on this episode, we're going to talk about the seven things that could be causing problems in your marketing campaigns. Now, not every marketing campaign is going to be successful. In fact, most marketing campaigns will fail, but if you want to reduce your failure rate, it all starts by focusing on the fundamentals. And far too often, what I'm seeing is that marketers are obsessing over tactics without giving nearly enough attention to the basic underlying principles that many of those tactics are built with. And of course, I understand that I cover tactics in quite some detail, both on this podcast, on the Growth Marketer blog, and on my other podcast, Growth Marketing Toolbox. So there's nothing necessarily wrong with tactics as long as you have the marketing fundamentals covered. What I'm seeing, however, is that growth hackers or growth marketers, they're jumping on the tactics bandwagon without knowing what they're doing at a foundational level. And so that's what I want to try to address on this short episode. Now, before we get into it, I want to remind you that if you're not already subscribed to Growth Marketer Weekly, my free once a week email newsletter, I encourage you to go check it out at growthmarketer.co or just click the link in the show notes for this episode. It's trusted by over 2,600 marketers, and every Thursday I send out one very short email, absolutely free, and you'll get up to speed on the latest and greatest growth marketing tools, news, and insights. Okay, with that out of the way, let's get into the seven problems. So again, these are the seven problems that I've seen that just cause a lot of problems and a lot of issues for marketers over the years, and hopefully this will help you. If you have a campaign that's not performing well, whether it be an ad campaign, an email campaign, a content marketing campaign, whatever it may be, try to look at it through the lens of these seven problems and see if one of these could be the issue. So number one is that you're targeting the wrong audience. Now, I'll give you a quick story. Just last week, I met with a potential client who needed help building a high converting landing page. And during our call, they wanted to jump right into the specifics of how the page should be designed and how they should get traffic to the page. But I asked them one simple question and it pretty much stopped them in their tracks. I said, who is your ideal target audience? And they sort of didn't have a response. They didn't know who their audience is. And so this is a perfect example of you don't want to put the cart before the horse. You don't want to jump into the specifics of what your landing page should look like or how are you going to get traffic to the page without understanding who your audience is. That's really the fundamental starting point. So if you think your audience is everyone, well, guess what? It's not. And I'm going to cover this topic in much more detail on future episodes and on the blog. But for now, I'll just say that there are a lot of great resources out there. If you search for how to create a persona, there's a lot of free content available from HubSpot. There are even tools out there that will help you create a target audience persona so that you understand who it is that you want to target or market to 
with your campaign. And so that's the starting point is you want to figure out who your audience is. Okay, let's move on to problem number two. You're running bad offers. Now, what do I mean by offer? It's really whatever it is that you're promoting or providing to your visitor to solve a specific problem. Maybe it's a free offer, like an info product or a lead magnet. Maybe it's a paid offer, like a physical product or a service that you're selling. Whatever you're providing that helps take a member of your audience from their less than ideal before state to their ideal after state, well, that's your offer. And guess what? More than anything else, I see a lot of offers out there that are just terrible. They have no intrinsic value. They're not conveyed properly. They're very low quality. And I hate to put it bluntly, but a lot of times the offer just sucks. And so you want to fix your offer. You want to start with a really compelling offer. That's going to be at the center of your marketing campaign. A perfect example here would be you've probably been to a website where you see a pop-up that says something like join our newsletter, get updates, or subscribe for updates, and that's pretty much it. And it doesn't really tell you why you should get updates or what type of updates you're going to get or what's the value of these updates. It just says join our newsletter. That's a perfect example of a bad offer because you're not conveying the value to the visitor of why they should put in their name or their email address or their contact information to join that list. So if you have an offer like that, I would certainly recommend you take a look at it and try to revise it and create something that is valuable, that helps the visitor understand what it is that's in it for them. Okay, moving on to issue number three, you're not focused on meaningful messaging. So the third problem I see is focused around messaging. And this ties in closely with what I just talked about regarding offers, uh, but it's a little bit broader because your messaging is really important and it covers a lot of different things, your branding, your positioning, your copywriting, even the visual design of your website or anything that you're promoting, that's all part of your messaging. And your messaging really has to be dialed in. If it's boring, people won't take notice. If it's confusing, people won't understand it. One of my favorite books is called Building a Story Brand. And I think this book is a must read if you want to get better at creating clear messaging. And the author likes to say, if you confuse, you'll lose. So you want to make sure your messaging is very, very clear and direct and to the point. So that it goes into everything you need to know about copywriting and positioning. All that is really important and it needs to be clear and simple. Now, on the blog post that complements this audio episode, you can check out the blog post in the show notes. I actually have an example from Marketo, which is an enterprise-level software product that is now owned by Adobe, and they have a paid ads landing page for getting a demo of this Marketo product, and it's a really good example of confusing, complex, and boring messaging. And you would actually expect better from an enterprise company like Marketo But it just goes to show that bad messaging is everywhere. On this page, and I encourage you to check out the link in the show notes for the blog post, and then you can check out the example. It's a screenshot in the middle of the article. But basically, what it says is, request a personalized demo. Then the subheader says, complete the form to contact sales. And then the form header says, contact sales. And then there's a whole bunch of form fields. And then down at the bottom, the button on the form says, submit. So out of all of that, if that's all you're going to read, what value did you just see? What value did you just get? Did Marketo share what their product does or the value of Marketo over some of the competing options? No, it was just a very direct and very boring set of formal words that didn't really convey much value. So you want to avoid that. If you're looking for some specific tips on how to clarify your messaging, I have a blog post all about that topic, and I will link to that in the show notes as well. 
Moving on to the next problem. This one is all about the infrastructure. Now, what do I mean by infrastructure? This is basically the plumbing or the technology that drives your marketing efforts. It's your website, your email automation tool, your pop-up tool, your hosting platform, your landing page builder, analytics software, product catalog, content management system, payment software. There's all these different tools that have to work together in order for you to have a successful digital marketing campaign. I like to call it the digital plumbing that makes everything else work. So you think of this as your infrastructure. It's the road beneath your campaign. And more often than not, what I find is that folks just don't focus on this. They let the infrastructure become an afterthought. And it's either because they don't like dealing with the technical stuff and therefore they ignore it or they get overwhelmed by it. And unfortunately, this is how mistakes happen. And some pretty big mistakes can happen if you don't have your infrastructure dialed in. For example, if you don't put in effort to optimize your website speed, you're gonna end up losing visitors who can't wait around for the pages to load. Or if you don't have a handle on your email deliverability, it won't matter how good your email messaging is because your messages won't get to the recipient's inbox. So the technical stuff doesn't have to scare you and you don't have to tackle it alone. There's plenty of folks out there who can help you get your infrastructure set up properly. You can even find experts on platforms like Upwork if you're looking for someone to help you with this digital plumbing. Okay, let's move on to the fifth problem and it's that you're not optimizing towards specific behaviors. If you like psychology, you're gonna love this problem because Great marketing involves quite a bit of behavioral psychology, and I'm not talking about the sleazy mind tricks that scammers try to play on an unsuspecting crowd. What I'm talking about is simply taking an honest interest in learning about human behavior and what compels people to take action. And a really good starting point is a book called Influence by Dr. Robert Cialdini. I highly recommend you read that one. And also check out something called the Fogg Behavior Model. That's F-O-G-G. -G. It's the author's name, B.J. Fogg. And the Fog Behavior Model explains one of the most important behavioral concepts that you'll ever need to know in one simple graph. So I'll put a link to the Fog Behavior Model in the show notes, but it's really cool because basically what Dr. Fogg figured out is that three elements have to converge at the same time for behavior to occur. You have to have a prompt, you have to have motivation, and you have to have ability. If those three things converge, then a behavior takes place. And this can be applied to a marketing framework and can help you as you build your landing pages, your email campaigns, your ad campaigns, whatever it may be, it can help you in getting people to take action. Moving on to the sixth problem. This one is that you're utilizing the wrong channels at the wrong time. Channels are like the lifeblood of a marketing campaign. It's the highway that connects your audience to your offer and your messaging. And channels are everywhere. Search engines are channels. Social media platforms are channels. Email marketing is a channel. The list goes on and on. And those are probably the most important three channels to focus on, search, social, and email. And if you can master those three channels, you'll be able to generate a lot of traffic and kick things up a notch. However, each channel has its own complexity. Let's take search for instance. What we're really talking about is Google. Sorry, Bing, but Google is where it's at when it comes to search. But there's a free side and a paid side to marketing on Google. You can either play the long game using search engine optimization or SEO to try to get free traffic to your site, or you can advertise using Google ads and start generating traffic quicker. However, you have to pay for it. Is one of these routes better than the other? Not necessarily. Both free traffic and paid traffic should play a key role in your traffic channel strategy. However, 
what you're going to notice is that one will usually work better for you. And that's where you should invest most of your time and efforts. But you need to test both to see what channel is best. And we've made it to the seventh and final problem. I know I flew through these and there's so much more we can get into. And I'll make sure to make future episodes on each of these in much more detail. But for now, I just wanted to give a quick overview. So the seventh and final problem is that you're ignoring the data. We really can't talk about growth marketing without discussing data. In fact, if you don't love digging into the data, I don't even know if you can call yourself a growth marketer. It's really one of the fundamental rules of growth marketing is to be data driven. But hey, we didn't all go to school for data science. I know I certainly didn't. And I don't even consider myself a data geek, but I know enough to be able to dig out the insights that I need to optimize a marketing campaign or to discover a new data-driven opportunity. And that's really all you need to be able to do. So for starters, you'll want to get a handle on both quantitative and qualitative data. Quantitative data is the what. A good example is Google Analytics. You can use it to figure out what happened on your site, and it's pretty cut and dry. Qualitative data, on the other hand, focuses more on answering the why question. Why did someone go through your funnel and not convert? Why is your ad not getting any clicks? And if you can answer those questions, it's more difficult, but it's also more helpful. But it takes different tools. It takes a more hands-on approach using customer interviews, surveys, session recording analysis, heat maps, and more. And if you want to learn more about the qualitative side of analytics, I recommend checking out a tool called Hotjar. I'll include a link in the show notes, and it's a really good tool for helping you answer those why questions. So there you have it. Just to recap the seven problems that I see happen all the time when it comes to marketing, let's go through them real quick. Number one, you're targeting the wrong audience. Number two, you're running bad offers. Number three, you're not focused on meaningful messaging. Number four, you're letting the infrastructure become an afterthought. Number five, you're not optimizing towards specific behaviors. Number six, you're utilizing the wrong channels at the wrong time. And finally, number seven, you're ignoring the data. If you have a campaign that's not working, there's a good chance one of these seven problems is the cause. I hope this episode has been helpful. If so, go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you're not already subscribed to the podcast. I have new episodes coming out every week. Don't forget to check out Growth Marketer Weekly. And if you have any feedback on the podcast, go ahead and leave a review. That's one of the best ways you could support this brand new show and help others discover it. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back next week. So until then, take care. Learn Growth Marketing is a production of Earnworthy LLC.